0: Previously on the Simply Human podcast,
1: we had the first and the fourth. Yeah. Yeah. And then moved back down to Chico, California, and opened up what was then uh, uh, CrossFit NorCal, eventually, NorCal Strength and Conditioning. Uh, that was the fourth affiliate. And so if people like CrossFit, they oftentimes think
2: that's cool. If they hate CrossFit, then it's <laughs> kind of like the antichrist right. for being involved in spreading you know, what was essentially like a syphilitic canker across <laughs> the, the face of fitness,
1: as some people see it. So, um, yeah, Very polarizing. Yeah. Very polarizing. It's episode 155 of the Simple Human Podcast with your host Mark and Rick, two human beings just... Doing the thing, <laughs> man. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> today's show. It is the great, famous, world famous author and inspiration. A tour. Is that a word? Nope, it's not. Okay. Uh, JJ Virgin. So excited to have JJ on the show. We have a great conversation. You were not able to be on the conversation because you were like on vacation or something. Uh,
3: uh, yeah, I was at a conference. I at a conference.
1: Yeah, sure. And then we do have Humans Being Human with Mark and the Poncho's story. Hmm. cannot believe I have not told this story. You're I,
3: one of a myriad of stories. Yeah. There's a lot of <laughs> childhood and uh, adolescence revolves around hanging out at Poncho's yeah. Mexican Buffet. Oh,
1: yuck. <laughs> you don't know
3: who those <laughs> are. Maybe that's just a regional thing. Uh, yeah, yeah. will have to well, set that up for people.
1: We'll get there, and we'll wrap up with you know I don't know some stuff. How are you, Rick?
3: I'm good. How are you?
1: I'm good. It is time for wait dishwasher no dishwasher no uh sink no uh wait refrigerator no uh dishwasher talk.
3: Uh, it's a joke for just me.
1: We talked about that on the show. And
3: And, uh, I kept calling for some reason. I kept saying, "Yeah, let's do refrigerator talk." And you're like, "Yeah, dishwasher." I said. (laughs) No, yep. use that dishwasher.
1: <laughs> okay, so let me set the story up. in In April of last year, the Whirlpool dishwasher—I'm going to use brand names in the story—the okay. world, whir- the Whirlpool dishwasher that that we that came with the house, brand new in 2011, was finally oh. yeah <laughs> yeah oh. add that <laughs> to the bragging montage. Um. Actually, uh, a good, very good friend of mine uh, left us the house. He got sick and passed away. Thanks for bringing it up.
3: It's uh, not true.
1: That is that is accurately not true. Um. So this thing, this whirlpool dishwasher, finked out, and we were just like, you know what? Uh, we have so we have three kids. We have a lot of dishes. It is worth the investment to upgrade and get like a good dishwasher. So
3: I feel like that's I feel like that's a very worthwhile upgrade because yes. right. We have the dishwasher that was original to our house when it was built. I'm not sure when that was, because we're not the first owners. But uh, <laughs> it is a piece of garbage. and It the dishes very well, so we're looking at doing that as well. So yeah, that's a. I feel it's like worth. Yeah,
1: thank you. So I didn't get like the, the most expensive dishwasher at Lowe's, but I got kind of that. You know, not the not not the average above average, like kind of right underneath the most expensive dishwasher at Lowe's.
3: Yeah. I would go- high oh, the highest of middle tier yeah
1: yeah yeah it was a Bosch
3: a tier, a tier, a tier, a tier two dishwasher
1: yeah so it's a bosch a very reputable uh brand and they're not just they don't just do dishwashers Bosch global is like this huge company right based in like a Denmark or something
3: by not right you know that right they're what Nazi sympathizers the people who own Bosch you
1: know no really look yeah how do you know
3: God, you're the most gullible man ever!
1: Oh no, well, the
3: company Fosch is not owned by Nazi sympathizers. Well, he's German. <laughs> uh, well, all German people are Nazi sympathizers. <laughs> uh, I feel not... like you find some more, uh, more anti-Nazi people in current Germany than you would. Oh, well, you probably would in America. That's yeah, a, a, true. A little political talk.
1: You and your it Nazi is. joke series. Okay, so hmm. here's what happened. After we got installed, everything was going great. It's this very nice-looking, streamlined, stainless steel, state-of-the-art, all this stuff. One-year warranty on it. In November, it stopped working. It, it would just stop mid-cycle. And not sure what was going on. So we'd have to like unload the dishwasher and wash all the dishes by hand. So this is like beginning of November. I call yep. the number on the... On the Bosch dishwasher, call this, this number. This is
3: one of those deals where this is one of those deals where, that you buy from the, 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 the store, but then it says on probably if you have problems with this, don't call the store. Yes, call us.
1: yes, exactly. Yeah. One yeah. of those deals. So I call that number. They say, "Okay, we're looking up the uh, the place in Abilene where uh, we have contracted with." Oh, it's just one place. we have one one place a repair place? It's is West Texas Appliance. Here is their number what?
3: Because you live in the middle of nowhere. Right. exactly. Ex- ex- in okay. Dallas. 500 different people working on
1: it. Correct. And that's why I was kind of kicking myself for getting a Bosch. You know, that's why, like an Abilene, you can't have like a, a Saab or an Audi or something. You can't
3: get it worked on anymore. Right. <laughs>
1: yeah. You need a Ford or a Chevy. It's pretty much all you have <laughs> out here. So... Um, I call the number. Call my six appliance. The guy's like, "Look, we're we're totally booked. It's about to be Thanksgiving. It, we're we're like two and a half weeks out. We, we get, gets me on the schedule." He comes out after Thanksgiving, makes a repair, doesn't work. Keep in mind, all this time we're washing dishes by hand every night. Now, not
3: does a go from he from when he finishes his so called repair. Then it doesn't that it stops working.
1: Yeah, he's like, Oh, all should be good to go. And he leaves, we run our first cycle and it stops midway through the cycle. Just so like a medium. Yeah, like so first very time. clearly. Yeah. Okay. And this is like, you know, washing dishes by hand is not the the most horrific thing ever. But when you spit, when you buy Man, I'll
3: tell you, you've got a bunch of kids like I do a yeah. bunch of hand like I do all our pots and and stuff like that, yeah. hand washing, and I'm doing a ton of dishes every day. Yeah. day yeah. After I so I can only imagine doing all of your stuff that. Day.
1: Yeah, and it so, but when you buy a tier two dishwasher, you sort of ex, you, you're buying that, you're making that investment, so you do not have to. The expectation is you don't have to do this.
3: So I was, you're buying a tier uh, three or four yeah, dishwasher. Yeah, exactly. It's still <laughs> it's the reason that you bought the thing. Right,
1: right. So he, he doesn't work. Next time he can get us scheduled is December. He comes in the beginning of December. Same thing happens. Doesn't work. He orders parts, which takes like two weeks to the parts to come in. It's another week and a half for he can get a schedule. He comes back in January. Doesn't work. Comes back in February, February 9th. And I have all this documented. And it's, it's still. The same guy every single yeah, time. Yeah, and, and like such a good guy. Such a nice guy. Super yeah. patient. <laughs> Why, well,
3: it might be nice, uh.
1: Well, not but, a guy who
3: works on a dishwasher. but
1: here's but here's the deal. He doesn't work on Bosch's, right? Like that's not he. He's he's just as stumped. He's like, look, I don't work on these these like foreign dishwashers. I I don't know anything about this. Like he's having like YouTube
3: dishwasher. That's the for, that's a really great line, by the way. Well, just foreign dishwasher.
1: That's what it is. So hold on, hold on. Dang it, I'm trying to find something real quick. Uh, okay, here we go. So. He, on February ninth, he was like, "Look, if this doesn't work, he's like, I don't know, I don't know what else to tell you. He's like, I'm going to close your account with us th- th- on this service call, and you're going to have to re recall the number, call the number again that you called initially, and you're going to have to tell them because at this point, like Bosch is paying for his all his time, and it's like at this point they might as well just get you a new dishwasher, right?" So at this point, it's been three months. We've been washing dishes by hand. It's this. Nice, it, right? So much more patient
3: than I would have been. Well, Man.
1: okay. Well, so now I call Bosch, and they're like, "Well, we need the service history from you know West X's appliance to confirm that he has in fact come out four times." Da 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 da. We'll, we'll we'll contact West Texas Appliance. Well, then I call you know my my friend at this point at, at West Texas Appliance. <laughs> I call my buddy Steve and He's like
3: basically moved in. He's just like Kato <laughs> Kalen living in part of the house.
1: Except he didn't murder us.
3: Oh, Kato didn't murder anybody either, pal.
1: I'm pretty sure he did. Who else would have done it?
3: Oh well, you got me. <laughs> so <Kato.
1: laughs> it wasn't OJ. So um. I call him. Hey, has has Bosch reached out to you? Nope, they hadn't called. So I'm like, you know what? I am not doing this. So this is when I come to the group thread for advice. This and is the
3: off group text message that yeah. Mark and I and a couple of our friends growing up and our former youth minister <laughs> Steve <laughs> show has been, been on the show. but yes. this is our a very lively group message yeah. we have between five
1: of us. So I kind of explain what what's going on. I was like, what in the world do I do about this? I'm, I'm I, Like, this needs to stop. And our friend Jack, the man without a pancreas, wrote back, and I'll try to, I'll try to get... We need, I need to kind of keep going on this. We're, we're already at 10 minutes. So Jack says, you need to email the CEOs of Bosch and Lowe's and explain very very respectfully and explain the process and it'll be fixed. And I, I was like, all right, Okay, A... And I say this in the thread: uh, A, how am I supposed to get their email addresses? And B, like they're even going to read them? Within thirty seconds, <laughs> you had screenshotted both of their email addresses.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: and, and, and no, I, Mark. Yeah. I am a detective. I can find information. <laughs> uh, he was but like, I, you was like you. And a, a very uh, secretive computer program that we call Google.com. Yeah,
1: right. So you found, <laughs> you found the addresses of Bosch CEO Volkmar Dinner and Lowe CEO Robert Niblock.
0: Also a
1: fake name. Yeah. So I drafted the following – should I read the email?
3: Oh, God. Longest.
1: It's not that long. Okay, read the email. Okay. It's, okay. Dear Mr. Niblock and Mr. Dinner. So it's the same, same email. They're both.
3: You should have called the, the guy from, uh, <laughs> from Bosch. You should have called him Harold. Like H E R R.
1: And Jack's suggestion was to not send separate emails, to send them both. And he wrote, like, public shame. You know, works. So I write. And I'll, I'll, I'll read this fast. I have an issue that's been going on for some time, and have finally decided to send you this email. I respect both of you very much, and know that you are both extremely busy, and probably don't have time to deal with such small issues. I, but here you it is.
3: You respect them both. You don't even know either one of them. How do you respect them? Uh, I, Maybe it's just that you respect the office yeah, of the CEO yes, of Love. You yeah. Have a tremendous amount of inherent respect for just whoever. Holds that place. Right. Okay. I'm I kidding. guess, yeah, yeah.
1: So, I purchased a Bosch dishwasher from the Northside Lows in Abilene, Texas on April 28, 2016. In early November, our dishwasher stopped started stopping mid cycle. I called Bosch and was given the number for West Texas Appliance. I called them, and the first day they could get to me was November 30th. Luckily, I had like kept copious notes on all this stuff. a, tech- that is a very important thing yeah. to do, by the way. Yeah. A tech came, <laughs> parentheses, very nice guy, <laughs> and made a repair. It did not work. He came back on December
3: 4th. Oh, 4- there's a the guy, he's just, uh, he's not at his answer.
1: Yeah. <laughs> He came back on December 14 and made another repair. It also did not work. He came back on January 3rd after waiting on parts to arrive and made a third adjustment. It also did not work. He came back for the last time on February 9th and tried one more thing, which did not work. He closed our case and told me to reach back out to Bosch, which I did. I talked to a customer service rep who had me email a copy of my receipt to her, which I did on February 11th. My case is now in limbo between Bosch and West Texas appliance. In the meantime, since early November, my wife and I have been doing dishes by hand every night. We have three children, so it has been hours and hours of work, which we paid good money not to have to do. We had a whirlpool which broke in the spring of last year, and I spent extra money on a Bosch so I wouldn't have to deal with this issue and then Jack told me to underline and bold this part at this point I feel like it would resolve the issue if we were given our money back for the dishwasher and given money for another install I also think it would be fair to be compensated for all the time we have spent washing dishes the last three and a half months time that we paid to not have to spend washing dishes by hand and then okay. back to normal text. My wife and I. Feel By the way,
3: like I always feel awkward if I'm like angling to try to get something yeah. else. Like I, I'm trying to get it replaced. And that's one thing. But like, hey, I need something for you know for the effort. Yeah. Well, this. Like, how do you quantify that? Yeah. and That, yeah, that was more of about- like
1: that was more of like a tongue in cheek. Like, you know, obviously, like don't don't really expect to get a like a two hundred dollar check for my for my labor. Be- you know. Email. Be- yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Right. Oh man.
3: It's not inside you. I've got an, I've
1: got another funny story on that <laughs> later. So wrapping up, my wife and I feel like we've been very patient, and understanding, and dealing with this issue, and that we were asking for it is very reasonable. My file number with Bosch is da 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 da. My transaction number at Lowe's is da 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 at store. Blah blah blah. Thank you for your time and understanding. With great respect, Mark Rogers. My cell phone number, Abilene, Texas. So within three hours, I received a call from the Lowe's executive suite in North Carolina, and the Bosch executive suite in. Wherever they're located, I don't know. That was on a Monday. I sent this email Monday at. Uh, why isn't the timestamp on here? Um, oh, it was like it was like one thirty in the afternoon. Uh, by before before four o'clock, really I had. Used
3: to be respectful and wait for. Uh... Herr Volcamel, <laughs> wake a- up.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's probably the middle of the night. Volkemar is like
3: Who what is this email I'm getting? God my phone always trying to sleep
1: It didn't sound like who does that sound like? What what character that was that based off uh, of?
3: Like, uh, sounds like Hitler from uh, <laughs> Yeah,
1: the Simpsons. Or the guy with the Simpsons, the Arnold Schwarzenegger character, when he's like, ah, the goggles do nothing. <laughs> my eyes. <laughs> okay, so this was on a Monday. On Wednesday, I went in and picked out my new dishwasher, which was like a couple hundred dollars. It was, it was like the most expensive Bosch at Lowe's. And on Friday, it was installed. I paid $0 for any of it.
3: I would like to pause very, very briefly. When you initially bought the Bosch that doesn't work, you paid money to have someone install it for you. Is that correct?
1: Yeah, yeah, I did.
3: Yeah, uh, what's that all about?
1: I, I, I don't want to install a dishwasher.
3: Like, it has instructions in there. I
1: don't, I don't want to, I don't want I just want, I want someone to bring it into my house and just plug it up and Whoa. walk away.
3: Wow. well, that very clearly worked the first time.
1: Hmm. Well, it wasn't the install that was the problem. It was the dishwasher.
3: You know that. You you could have done a better job.
1: So the the only problem this guy came over four times. The only problem was like the screw wasn't tightened or something on the back of the wall.
3: (laughs) Inline specs on the girder. Yeah. Backwards. Yeah. Got him flipped around backwards. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So. All that to say, and then, like, they followed up with me. I had, like, a, a a direct contact. They were, like, following up with me afterwards, making sure it was it was fixed. So when I said, A, how am I supposed to find their email addresses, that was very quick. <laughs> and then, B, like, they're even going to read this. Not only did they read it, but I had the problem resolved in, in four days after three and a half months.
3: Okay. Here's a question for you. Okay. Ready? You are the CEO of Bosch or Lowe's. Just yeah. pick whichever one you'd rather be CEO of. You how many emails do you think that guy gets a day uh, that like he mm. like personally therefore like the actual like it's corporate business? Yeah. Like uh you know, some titan of industry is uh, emailing uh, you know, the, the CEO of Lowe's to say something and he needs to read those. How many of those do you think he gets a day? Not even the ones like you sent. I mean like official communications.
1: I don't know, dozens?
3: A day? You May, think
1: maybe more? Maybe okay. Maybe not.
3: Probably hundred at least. The CEO of a major American corporation. Well, I think he also stuff.
1: has he has people under him that those types Hang on, of people I, that's, know. That's what
3: that's what, I, that's what I'm getting at. Okay. here. Okay. So is it some? And so combine that with the amount of emails you get from people like you, demanding oh. you. You'd very something smart, but I mean like disgruntled customers.
1: Right. Right.
3: Is that a job at Lowe's to be like the official email, email reader, reader of the CEO? Yeah. Be like, hey, just you take these ones that are customer service related and just give them to the guy. Ones that are like uh, you know, stock prices and buy and sell and make sure I get those. Yeah. Does he have someone that first his. email? Surely. Well, because that's incredible.
1: Yeah, and so what What the, e- the, the voicemail said whenever I got the call, and it was from North Carolina, and I was thinking, hey. I was like, Lowe's, I think, is based in... North Carolina, hey, I was it's like uh, surely it's not. Yes, yeah, surely not. Like,
3: Volkmel. this is Herr Volkmar from Bosch. <laughs> I'd like s- to see how a dishwasher is running. I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah. uh, I have like a re joke there. It's the uh, you pick up the phone. And it's Ah uh, there. Uh, yes, this is Mark. This is Herr Volkmar from Bosch. I was calling to see if your dishwasher is running. <laughs> uh, well yeah. Checking up. Oh, well, you better go catch
0: it.
1: <laughs> 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 well, I also uh, just realized what the what the accent is. It's Hans and Franz is what we're doing.
3: I am actually doing uh, my own accent.
1: Oh. No, I don't well, yeah. hmm, well, so uh, anyway, uh, oh, oh, the other thing is, what you know, oh, the, the girl that called, she was like, Hi, this is Ashley with the executive office in Lowe's. Uh, Mr. Dil- uh, Dulkin, Hockenbocken, whatever, who's the Niblock? Mr. Niblock was in receipt of your email and wanted me to follow up. So she made it sound like he had gotten it. But I'm thinking you read the email.
3: He walks into his office and uh, he's walking through the corridors and he has his assistant just reading off It's like, uh, here's what you have to say. Yeah. I, Mar- Mark Mark and
1: Adeline's dishwasher is broken.
3: <laughs> he just turns to the person reading the briefings, they're like exiting the elevators like you tell that Mark Rogers that I will do whatever I can right. to satisfy him. I will,
1: I will make this right. <laughs> Such an important person. Drop
3: everything! Yeah. everything. Well,
1: I thought I thought it to wrap up. I thought it was pretty impressive customer service. So kudos Ridiculous? to Lowe's That's and dinner? Bosch. Very, very well done.
0: And
3: I'm first, making fun of your accent, Volkmar. Volkmar,
1: <laughs> <laughs> dinner. Okay, let's get to the interview.
3: Hey, let's get him on the show. Volkmar,
1: is come to the show.
3: Oh, you've got a direct line to him. Why don't you email him back? And Dear be like, hey, by the Volkmar,
1: way, I, I have a very, podcast. Well,
3: yeah. This is a Podcast. Uh, eight people listen to it every week, and uh, we'd like to have you all and talk about I don't know stuff.
1: Dishwasher <laughs> being a CEO of a dishwashing company. <laughs> well, okay, let's get to the interview. Simplyhumanist.com. Check us out there at SimplyHuman52. Is all the social media stuff. Uh, email is simplyhuman.
3: Don't email me at simplyhumanrick@gmail.com. He com.
1: will not get it. I uh,
3: don't those anymore because I forgot the password. I can't. Uh, <laughs> I can't figure it out, and I. Uh,
1: in like twenty, in like thirty years, when we're old men and we're like sitting around, like, man, whatever happened to that civilian podcast? Well, the turning point was when Rick forgot his password to his email. <laughs>
3: <laughs> By the way, that's such a hilarious bit that, like, I forgot my password <laughs> and, but like, like hey, uh, give us a secondary email address or your phone number in case you lose your. I'm like, ha, ha, yeah, right. Gmail. Yeah. You just want access to personalized. Yeah. No, I will
1: not. And now I learned a lesson. now this. Don't
3: email
1: <laughs> email me. Simplehumanlifestyle at gmail.com. Or oh, connect with us on Facebook. We love all of our very loyal listeners. Okay, to JJ, we talked to her, we, I talked to her about her background, a crazy accident, anti-aging, miracle mindset, her new book, Gratitude Journal, celebrating celebrating small wins. Success leaves clues, mindset, CPR, and waking up in gratitude. Here is JJ. Super excited to have on the show today. Rick is at a, some weird conference, so Rick cannot be on the call, but we have JJ Virgin, who's a celebrity nutrition and fitness expert. She teaches clients how to lose weight and master their mindset so they can lead bigger better lives. I mean, the, the, the list here, it's crazy. Four New York Times best uh, sellers, The Virgin Diet, which I have a copy of, The Virgin Diet Cookbook, JJ, JJ Virgin Sugar Impact Diet, JJ Virgin Sugar Impact Diet. There's all this, her, her memoir, Miracle Mindset, which we're going to talk about today, is, uh, is it out? It's out. It's out. Welcome to the show.
2: Thank you. Good to be here. Yeah,
1: this is awesome. And you you have graciously squeezed us in between other things. And so we want to respect your time. And so we're just going to get right to it. So um, Google her you know if you're interested in all the things there's just a just a crazy amount of information out there uh, on the content things that you know blogs that you've written and and you know you want to know what jj thinks about x it's out there um so let's do this why don't you give us uh, kind of the cliff's notes background story your origin story how did you get to where you
2: are today Oh my goodness. Um, So I actually grew up in Berkeley, California. So all of the stuff that now is so cool, like farm to table and all that, like, that's just how I grew up. Except my mother was from the Midwest and raised me on (laughs) Pop-Tarts. So I was like nicknamed Poppy, but I became a massive athlete and I dumped all of that and became very focused on the local health food store and and uh, actually started teaching calisthenics in high school. Huh. Like that's that's how I'm dating myself. <laughs> and I went off to college. I started personal training. It was me and Body by Jake, the two first personal trainers that I know of. And um, then I went into grad school and doctoral school and discovered that if you are. Exercising, you cannot compensate with, uh, uh, you know, over-exercising to compensate for eating crap. That right. they all <laughs> you have to do both, and so I started studying nutrition and a lot of marketing and um, functional medicine. So that was kind of like the whole business side of. I got very into everything that could help you lose weight or get in the way of you being able to lose weight um and along the way i started doing tv like i got on dr phil when he was doing all his weight loss challenge oh wait are you
1: to- the are you the cash me outside girl is that the, the- what do you not know what that is okay no. you need he, he, dr phil made this this teenager famous you need to google the cash like like money cash uh-huh. me outside like with no that, tea. Google that. I don't that. know what,
2: that, what the heck that is. But yeah, this was, um, <laughs> God, I don't know how many years ago this was. Two years of doing his weight loss challenges and trying to explain that, no, he wasn't on my program.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. You know, he'd, he'd go to places before the, us and have like chicken fried steak. I'm like, just stop it, yeah. dude. But um, and then I did this crazy show called Freaky Eaters, which is kind of like hoarders and meets my strange diction. Yeah. Um, one of those ones where you kind of crossed your fingers and hoped that it would not continue to get picked up because I was right. like, oh, my God, what did I sign up for here? <laughs> um, so that's been fun, a lot of TV. But just as I was getting ready to publish The Virgin Diet, and, I was, I was, again, I've always been obsessed with, like, what messes up our metabolism. And along the way, I kept seeing – I was doing a lot of food sensitivity testing, and I found that people kept – you know, showing up with the same food sensitivities, gluten, dairy, soy, corn, eggs, peanuts. You pull these things out and, like, it was crazy what would change. And it didn't mean that they could, like, I happen to think eggs are one of the most amazing foods on the planet. But, you know, they were eating factory eggs, right. which are a whole different food. Correct. Um, and then, but just as I was getting ready to launch that book, literally, like, weeks out, I had everything invested in it. I had done a public television show. I mean, like, all systems go. And I invested Every dime I had and borrowed money, so I was totally, totally at burn the, uh, you know, burn the bones. So I was taking the island,
0: <laughs> and I'm,
2: I'm the primary financial support for my kids who are 15 and 16. And my 16 year old boy is crossing the street and gets run down by a car. I mean, literally run down, 40 miles an hour, left for oh dead. My gosh. The woman gets out of the car, looks back at him, gets back in the car, drives off. Oh and my lord. Yeah. And the, a neighbor sees this woman get out of her car, pulls up, calls 911, gets him. He's airlifted to the local hospital. My, my ex-husband and other 15-year-old son um, are driving past this accident scene. They don't know what it is. They get out of the car to find out what's going on. The policeman looks at my other son and goes, a kid got hit. He looks like him. Gosh. So this is how we find this out. We race to this hospital. The doctor there says, you know, he's got a torn aorta. It's going to rupture oh. at any point. If you don't fix it, he dies, but he's got multiple brain bleeds. We can't fix it here. He'd never survive an airlift to another hospital. Even if he did, he wouldn't survive the surgery. And even if he did, he'd be so brain damaged it wouldn't be worth it. you got to let him go. And my 15-year-old son looks at that doctor. He says, so, like, maybe a 0.25% chance he'd make it. And that doctor says, that sounds about right, son. he goes, well, we'll take those odds.
1: Oh, my gosh.
2: (laughs) I know. This is such my – this kid, he's 19 now. He is just – He's just a bad. <laughs> ass. He walks up to to my son, my 15, sixteen year old. Here's his brother, who's lying on a gurney, right? He's got half his body covered in road rash. He's glass and gravel, literally sticking out, bones sticking through his skin. Ugh. A tube coming out of his brain. He's in a deep coma. He looks like the Incredible Hulk. He's so swollen. He goes, "Dude, you look really ugly right now." Yeah. <laughs> but like, anything, yeah, great, like, great thing. I,
1: yeah, like, that, thanks.
2: Now, now, me and, you know, I'm, I'm over here in a heap on one side. My ex-husband, the heap on the other side. And he's just like, dude, you look really ugly right now. But if anyone can make it, you can. You're so stubborn. You can do this. And uh, sure enough, like, we airlift him to the next hospital. He makes it through that surgery. But then the uh, neurosurgeons come up and they go, listen, we don't think he'll ever wake up. And the orthopedic surgeons are. And even if he does, he's not going to walk. And we're hearing all this. And I'm like, oh, no, no. Uh, he's going to be 110%. Like this, this, we are going to pull him through it. I was, I was telling Grant while he was in a coma, I'm like, we've got this. Don't worry. You don't need to worry. You just fight. We'll, we'll, we'll handle this. You're going to be better than before. And so that has been like the journey of the last four and a half years is heaving every nutrition protocol, all the fitness stuff, all the things from my functional medicine doctors, everything at him. And uh, creating the, the beyond the six million dollar man at this point. And uh, <laughs> happy to say he's better than before the accident oh my gosh. He's 110%. And I told him because he's like, I don't know why I'm even here. What's my purpose? I like, honey, your purpose is to show people that these things that people tell you are not possible are beyond possible. And, you know, but you have to start with asking the right questions. Right. It's, it's interesting. So much of being resilient is asking the right question like think of my question been, how can i get them to survive an airlift like this would be a very different outcome than how do i get them to 110 percent right right so that's that's the short the short answer of what i've been up to the last yeah (laughs) <laughs> well, and bit.
1: and I do that. I'm, you know, I'm looking, you know, you're looking at your background and you're kind of kind of doing the math here. Like, okay, your career is like spans this long and you have, your kids are this want, age know old I am. and I, well, I don't, it doesn't make <laughs> sense. Your career is longer than how old you are. How does that happen?
2: Not really, huh? <laughs> <laughs> no, not really. Um although I did start my first, like I was the, the kid walking around the neighborhood trying to sell stuff to the neighbors <laughs> when I was like 10. Lemonade
1: <laughs> you know? sand and all that,
2: yeah. Like, you, the entrepreneurs just are entrepreneurs. Like right. they're not made, they're born. You yeah. just, it's, you can't help it. Yeah. Um, and we all have to stick together because we're, we're weird. So not normal. Right. Um, but I'm 53, uh, obsessed with everything that helps reverse aging cuz it's amazing what you can do. About the age of 30, 35, you kind of wake up one morning and go, "Oh, all those things I could get away with in my 20s, nope. Yeah. That 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 game's over."
1: Yeah. So I'm starting um, to get gray in my beard. I'm 35 <laughs> and I'm like, "What is what is this? I'm not I'm not supposed to be green gray, you know, gray how, hair."
2: Yeah, I um just as my son gets hit, it's the time like when everything happens like all the menopause stuff, Ugh. everything exact same time i'm like yeah. oh boy but you know what um it's amazing what you can do with good nutrition yeah. with good fitness with great supplements with great like all the mindset resilience hacks that i was doing yeah and um you know i literally launched a new york times bestseller bedside with my son in a coma talking to him because i knew that he could hear me yeah. and i wasn't leaving and you know made it through all that stuff better than ever so yeah. it's all possible and that's the extreme situation right. but you know i'm always interested because if you can do that in extreme situations think what it can do to people in everyday life you know
1: yeah exactly and and it's kind of that same thing i think like if it's if it's good for like a, a baby or like a pregnant woman then like yeah. it's probably it, you know like that's the extreme you know it's probably good for just like the, the you know the regular guy um and it, speaking of just real quick I mean, like you t- like, for all those people out there that aren't parents when you become a parent it's like this joyous thing but but coming along with that joy is like this never ever going away fear that something is like like they're going to get hit by a car yeah and yeah, exactly. and so like exactly. my my son is 3 and oh. I have two older daughters and uh he has like this he got he had a virus or something like a few months ago and like he has a swollen lymph node in his neck well, of mm. course. Like, you feel this little thing and you're thinking the worst. And so, like, my wife like, took him to the doctor this morning. He's got this lymph node. And we're all, you know, like, I'm like, it's going to be fine. It's going to be nothing. But then, in the back of your mind, you're like having nightmares yeah. about it. Yeah. And so I texted her, like, because everything's fine. It's totally normal. Everything's great. And so I, wrote, I texted my wife this morning, being a parent sucks. And she wrote, because you, <laughs> because you can't imagine life without them, but have the reality of possibly living without them. Cue insanity. So pretty, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> so, so true. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so true. That's what I always said. I said, you know what? I I can handle anything going on. These crazy business yeah. blow ups, you know, anything like that. Just as you, long as my kids, yeah, are okay. You stare just at that as long right as they're the okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I looked at my son lying on that gurney and I went, "Man, I will trade places with you a hundred times. I will go through a fire. I'll go through any pain. Yeah. Just let my kid be okay." And 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 what's been the biggest challenge is bringing him out of this. You can't do it for them so like he it was things were really hard and he'd be frustrated he want me to do it for him. mom can't you just text me when i have all my appointments so i don't have to because you know memory sucks after brain injury i go honey i can't you got to know how to do this i go this is not going to be easy
1: yeah and i I, I try to live life like i'm from an alternate reality like i'm from a reality where like one of my kids is something really bad has happened and then like i got to come back where nothing bad has happened, and I'm, I, you know, trying to think, like, pers- had the perspective of like, you know, cherish every single moment, you know, like, because I know if something happened, you would, you, you know, you think like, man, I, w- I would give anything to just to lay with my daughter when she says, yeah. "Will you lay with me tonight?" And my first reaction is to go, "No, I got a lot of stuff to do. You yeah. just go to bed, go to sleep, be quiet." You yep, know, it's like, it just like lay with them for if she want, they want you to snuggle them or something, you know, even if it's like not, if you have like your show, you want to go watch or something. Anyway, okay, we could talk yeah, about reading
2: that damn book again. Right. And, you know, here's, here's <laughs> the cool part about that. My, I was sitting with my kids the other day and they're 19 and 20 now. And they were talking about like how much better they are because of what we went through.
0: Right. Yeah. So
2: that the other side of that coin in life is you don't grow when life is easy. I can't yeah. think of any time, Mark, where things were going my way totally, and I'm like, "Gosh, I'm becoming such a better person." Right? You know?
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like, like uh, a if, if Malcolm Gladwell fans out there, the David and Goliath book that he wrote. Uh, I guess that was his most recent one. You know, I think he mentions in that book that like something like thirty percent of all U.S. presidents like lost a parent in childhood. You know, like it like so, like there's some like all these like great leaders, like something really bad happened to them when the, in you know, the, that helped form who they were later, you know. And so, um, yeah, you're exactly right. Like it's not it's not whenever it's a beautiful day that, um, exactly. you know, well it is
2: what I, I found. I when people kept saying, how did you do that? How did you do that? And like anything? I just I'm super left brain. So I'm like, well, how did I you know, the Spock side went, well, how did I do it? Yeah. And. I first thing I did was go and start interviewing people who I thought were amazing, inspirational leaders. Yeah. Every single one of them has gone through just ridiculous yeah, some craziness. Every yeah. one of them, every one of them, like my buddy Dean Graciosi, lived in a bathroom—a bathroom with his dad. Oh my God Not a house, the bathroom. Right,
1: right. <laughs> <laughs> like when you think when you think your house sucks, like oh the the dishwasher broke again. Like, well, at least you're not living in a bathroom. like. <laughs> right? I mean, like,
2: every time I ever think about something, I go, well, I'm not living in a bathroom.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, we, we have the, the four pillars of the Simply Human Lifestyle that we talk about are eat, sleep, move, and then manage stress, or, or another way we say that is enjoy life. And we have people on that, that are kind of, you know, uh, I guess experts in perspective and gratitude and things like that. And we talk a lot about that. Like, you know, when, when the scanning goes out, Sam's app won't work like really yeah. is is that something that you're gonna really like throw a fit about and, like be rude to another human for really I mean come on you know and yeah. so we talk a lot about that but um okay real quick we were talking about aging uh, just a second ago um what one of the things that I tell people is like everything that aging does to you and you're looking at your your bones get weaker and atrophy and all these things it seems that like strength training or resistance training, kind of, kind of, like, is the opposite of everything that aging uh-huh. does to you. So, talk a little bit about you know the anti-aging process.
2: Yeah, you know, I was 25 years ago in graduate school studying biomechanics, and and I was going to do um, I was going to do my research project, and everyone at the time, every all the literature at the time, everything was about eat low fat eat vegetarian and do a lot of endurance training and i was crying okay so yes all right so i'm like huh and i've always been like well show me the research and i was digging back in the stacks back decades earlier because i'm going i'm trying this on my clients who are 45 plus men and women and they're getting worse
1: yeah well, like, and, uh, show me uh, someone you know, that do, has done that for the last 20 yeah, years. What do they look like? They look
2: like crap. Yeah. The men look like they're emaciated and, and 100 years old, and the women yeah. are fat. Yeah. You know, it's just <laughs> the bottom line. It doesn't work. Yeah. And I'm sitting here, you know, so all these professors are teaching this, but they're not out actually applying it. And I'm going, this is nice, but people are not going to pay me to make them worse. <laughs> right. I'm pretty darn sure. So this is not working. Is anyone paying attention here? And I'm looking in the research and I go, like I started talking about burst training 25 years ago. I was doing plyometric training, and the problem was we were teaching at gyms, and everything had to be an hour. And and I was like, but this only takes 10 minutes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you
1: know? yeah, this is gonna be really really cheap for them if we're if we're billing them by the hour. Yeah. Yeah,
2: everything was training was by the hour. The classes were by the hour, and I'm like, but really, we only need. Ten minutes. We were trying to put this together, and people wouldn't accept it. I'm like, this is so stupid. And so I literally switched everything over to high intensity interval training and resistance training. Because what do you want to do, man? You, when you age, you lose muscle yeah. and bone. And they kept talking about, oh, well, you want to improve your bone density? Walk. I go, that ain't gonna cut it. Yeah. Well, how's walking gonna strengthen your bones? Put some, push some weights over your head and do a squat. Yeah. And then you know, look at high intensity interval training. You want to raise growth hormone? Sleep well. Do burst training. Yeah. You know, everyone at the time, I had all these Beverly Hills clients. They were all starting to do growth hormone. I'm like, guys, just sleep well, do burst training. Like, that's what's going to raise your growth hormone. You guys are all getting insulin resistant, injecting growth hormone. It's not not going to work here. Right. So, yeah, it's it's crazy how the information is still out there with people doing lots of endurance. I don't do any endurance training. Like, why do I want to do something that's going to burn up my muscle, age me, and raise stress hormones and make my system depleted
1: well and you know like the correlations that they you know obviously correlation is not cause it's not causation or whatever but like like the people that live to a hundred a lot of them you know there's a bunch of them that smoke there's a bunch of them that did all these other things the the one thing that's like kind of uh you know the same universal in everybody is like muscle mass in their youth they were all like they all had like lots of muscle you know and so and i did endurance training you know i i uh was a, a football player in my youth and so i had that kind of background that kind of weight training but then for like seven years i did i did endurance training where i was doing marathons and iron man and stuff like that well at the end of seven years and doing 33 races and not sleeping great because i was working out all the time and waking up early in the morning like i like i had a really bad like physical reaction like i couldn't even like take a walk without like collapsing in, in exhaustion you know and so if it's not if it's not you know that's not a sustainable human movement pattern that's what i tell people about. <laughs> like find a sustainable mo- human movement pattern if you want to do like do you want to do crossfit as a as your job and compete in the games then do crossfit if you want if you want to like play with your grandkids we might need to look at a different mode of movement um and so that yeah i think that's that's one thing that people you know tend to you know th- they'll substitute there's something else in place of health. Like what is like true health, you know? And so, but before we're out of time, and we just have a couple minutes left, um, talk, let's talk about Miracle Mindset. Um, I think you talked about, uh, well, it, is the accident what inspired Miracle Mindset? Or was there another inspiration to, for you writing that book?
2: You know what I love is that, yeah, the accident, what inspired me was so many people asked me, how did you get through it? How'd you get through it? How'd you get through it? And I was like, how'd I get through it? And I realized like every morning, And I've done this for decades. Every morning I get up, I pull out a journal, I write down three things I'm grateful for. I wake up in the morning at a hospital knowing my son's close by. I'm getting up at 5.30 and heading over to see him. You wake up paralyzed with fear. I, I wrote down my gratitude, shoved the fear out of the way and got going. And it saved me every night at the end of the day at that hospital. I'd be there 12 hours. It was dismal. Like I'm looking for is is this did he flutter his eyelids today? Did he you know, anything to say he's going to make it through this. And I would find any small win and I'd celebrate it. And the big thing I saw with all this is, you know, success leaves clues. There are things that all of us can use here that can get us through the tough If this could get me through this, like. Every day we face crap, let's face it, you know, yeah. every day, you know, and if this could work for me, then think of what it can work for with, you know, for the average person just going through the, their normal day where stuff blows up and they're pissed at someone and all the right. stuff that only really happens, yeah. that's going to happen.
1: So <laughs> it's on, I mean, to, to sort of promote the book, uh, where is it? Where can people find it? I'm sure it's on Amazon and every everywhere else.
2: It's on Amazon. It's at Barnes & Noble. It's all over the place. just Just literally launched but it really is the science of resilience courage what i what i looked at is i created mindset cpr how to use courage you take courage and you take a big purpose it will let you have the courage you need to step up bigger in your life and then you put that together and you get resilience and it really is the people who are successful in life and whatever they do are the people who are the most resilient and you can build it and the, the takeaway here is your mindset is truly a muscle. If you are not growing it, guess what?
1: It's atrophying.
2: It is yeah. atrophying. And if your mindset's atrophied, nothing else in your life is gonna go yep. well. Because it's it's on top of everything. Yeah, it,
1: it doesn't matter if you're sleeping great, if your movement is great, you're eating great. If you don't if you like if you don't believe in yourself and you don't like think that you can affect any change around you, like you won't. Like it's it's all nope. starts yep. with, with the psychology of it. So I'm glad you wrote the book. Um, and as we wind down I'm going to ask you the the question that I ask every guest who's been on the show for the first time, and it is this. What is one thing you enjoy about life or something you do to make life more enjoyable?
2: Well, it is that thing I started with. It literally is waking up in gratitude every day. It is the, the biggest thing that has changed everything for me and that I've been consistent with now for 25 plus years.
1: Wow. Awesome. That is a good answer. We, we talk about the, you know, the five things or three things you're doing in a gratitude journal. And, and as, that's one of the things that I tell especially college students when I'm, you know, people that are just sort of inherently in a stressful situation when you're in college, like you're just in stress. There's no way around it. To so, you know, what are the things that you can do to help manage stress? That's one of the things we always say. And that's not like you've been sounds like you've been doing it for before it was like a cool buzzword, you know? <laughs> yeah, but it works. It's around, and it's like it's that those kinds of things, like meditation, and, and all these things that have been around for for yeah, forever. There's,
2: there's a reason it's it's a, they're yeah, around because there's a they work benefit, and yeah. they're free, and they take minutes. Like gratitude in the morning, minutes
1: oh, changes
2: yeah. your entire day. Yeah. little wins at night, minutes three five four
1: Yeah, five minutes of mindfulness two three times throughout the day will just will change your whole day. Um, yep, awesome. Okay, it is. Exactly the time that there we said. Go. So I really appreciate you being on <laughs> this. Uh, I'll, I'll uh, email you and Leah whenever it, uh, it whenever we launch the show. Um, but I uh, really appreciate your time. This has been great.
2: Thank you. Appreciate you.
0: You're listening to the Simply Human Podcast.
1: Okay, very short. Um, poncho's humans being human, the Poncho's story. This is something that I, my dad reminded me of over the weekend, and I thought I cannot believe I haven't told this story, and I'm pretty sure I haven't. So, Rick, we
3: set the for what Poncho's is, by the way, because I've been thinking a lot about this. Poncho's is a Mexican buffet in the uh, Fort Worth area, and it specializes in cheap, low quality, awful for delicious Mexican food kind of like, uh, and it was so good that you were gonna diarrhea next day for sure. <laughs> but it was always worth it. You're like, man, it's, it feels so good going down. Yeah. And We used to go all the
1: time. Oh my gosh, we I, I'd say at least once a week, if not more, because there was uh, one right by, like, you're kind of by our houses. Me and you sort of lived close together, and there was a bunch, it was just up north of us. And then there was, yeah, so we, yeah, we went there, like, after church, we'd go there, like, just, like, during the week, like, especially in the summer, and it was, like, the, they had rice. We would rice. go and
3: air that place a new one. Man, like. it's, and how
1: it worked was, you would sit, you would go through the line and get as much as you wanted and go sit down, and they would, there was little flags on the table, and then you raise the flag, that meant the little waitress or waiter would come over and, like, you know, ask, you know, and you'd say, seven more flautas, please, and they would, like, go get your flautas. <laughs>
3: Yes, and they also had, uh, like, every table got dessert, like, these uh, bass sopapillas, and we would mm. c- Eat Just like, thinking about, wanna, like, how sick I would be right now if oh I ate any anything. Right oh, gosh. Okay. Hey, S- we, next time you come in town, we need to a-
1: find a poncho's. Oh,
3: oh, my God. And just know yeah. that
1: it's going to be the worst thing ever the next day, but it would be so good. Okay, so the buffet line, as in most buffet lines, when you go through, like, the Jason Zelli salad bar, there's, like, a glass... Like barrier, right? Where you can see through, but it's you know health code or whatever. There's a glass barrier, right? Well, Son,
3: thanks for trying on me. Health code. Yeah.
1: So this this happened coming
3: out of my buffet business
1: when I I was. This is maybe before. No, this is when we were at Waterview. We were up there, it was but it was a Sunday afternoon, so it was packed. You know, there's a line like out the door, there's people everywhere. The line would kind of wrap around on itself, so when you're going through the line, there's the food servers on the other side of the line and like basically right behind you is this other line of people. Like there's there's people all around you, shoulder to shoulder.
3: Snakes around the line snakes around, yeah. Yeah.
1: So I'm going through the line, and I had—I what reminded me of this is I had a respiratory infection uh, over spring break, and and so I'm like I'm over it, but I'm coughing up all this gunk, you know. And so yesterday, I'm like, you know, doing one of those deals like with this mucus thing in my nose, and my dad was like, "Man, remember that's like the time at Poncho's, when," and then t- remind and I was like, "Oh!" So it, I had just gotten over like an infection or something, and I had all this gunk that I was like spitting up. So, I like. I either cough something up in this line, right? So there's nowhere I can't just like go excuse myself to the restroom or something. I guess I could've, but so I'm standing in this yeah. line. Yeah, <laughs> I can't just like
3: her <laughs> out. It's like it's like saying
1: it's like saying, Look, like, I had to I had to take a poop. Well I couldn't just go to the bathroom, like I just had to go in my pants. Like there's no other option. So I'm standing in the line and I cough something up and I like I you know, you kinda go like <clears throat> And it like, it shot out of the back of my throat and I barely like caught it in, in my lips, you know, like this loogie, this humongous loogie. And I look over at my dad and I was like, oh, my, oh. I was like, are you, oh. And I was like, what if, I, I say this to my dad, I was like, what if I had gone, whew. And I reenacted the cough. And when I reenacted the cough, that green monstrosity flew out of my mouth and splattered onto the glass thing, like on the top of the glass thing. Oh, God! Oh,
3: what's the matter with you? <laughs> and it
1: started like oozing down the the thing. And like we my dad and I were just like st- like staring at it like and there's people oh, all around <laughs>
3: Get a rag or.
1: <laughs> and I think at that time, I think you got your, like, silverware down at the end of the line, so I didn't have yeah. anything to, like, wipe it off with. So we just, like, kind of scooted our trays and kind of kept that down with the line and just left you it idiot. on there.
3: <laughs> you the, Your shirt tail or something. Like, you're
2: going to
1: have to. Oh. oh, my gosh. Oh, that was the worst. It I is, am
3: ashamed to have any association with
1: the worst, guys. and The worst part about it is that. I, like, I had caught it, and then I was, like, reenacting it.
3: Yeah.
1: That's, like, you remember our friend Shane, uh, in, in, uh, at church? You remember? Shane.
3: Last name T? Yeah.
1: Yes. Me and, me and Jackson were riding with him once, and he, speaking of, like, reenacting,
3: <laughs>
1: do I? Little
3: brother we named Fartmaster? <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, who, yeah, was the ranger's closer for a while. And, uh, so he's we're in his truck. Remember, he had a huge like black truck that had like the lift and these huge tires on it. Remember, so Jackson and I are riding with him, and like he, he did something where like somebody, something ran out in front of us, and like he didn't swerve, and he was like, "Man, what if I?" When we were going like sixty miles an hour down the road, and he's like, "Man, what if I had swerved?" And he reenacted the swerve and actually turned the steering wheel, and we went like spinning out of control, like crazy, screaming. <laughs> And it was, like, one of those, like, he didn't, he was, like, telling a story, like, reenacting the story, like, you don't, it's like, you, you were safe, like, why put yourself in harm's way when you're reenacting something, but, anyway, you that, just said, what, what, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, could, you couldn't have, you could have just, yeah, just explained with your words, so, if, <laughs> so, have you, okay, there's another, there's another really quick, funny story about a, a loogie spinning like that, that, uh, I, I was, <laughs> I was, uh, oh, man, what was it? I was like walking out to my car, and there was like a bunch of college students behind me. This was a few years ago, and I caught something like that up, and I didn't want to spit it right in front of them, so I waited till I got to my car, and I was going to try to like spit it like down on the ground, and it landed on my door handle, and it like it like like got it like covered up like my keyhole on my door when I had that Honda Fit. And I, for, and, I like, and I was, like, walking past it to go to some other meeting or something, and I forgot about it. When I came back, I didn't just see, like, where it exactly had landed. When I came back to, like, put my key in the door to open it, there was, like, this crusted, like, hardened, like, mucus thing over the keyhole. That I had to, like, chip away with my key. Ugh. That is disgusting. I have told the story about when my grandpa was trying to be real cool and spit out the window when he was, like, in high school, and he thought his window was down. And it, was, and it was rolled up and he was like on this first date you know and he was gonna like <laughs> and, like spit out the window you know and he spit and it like his window was up and he just like spit on the inside <laughs> of his window
3: <laughs>
1: oh so you don't have you never done that huh uh
3: I'm sorry is the question have I ever been at a buffet and <laughs> like a giant loogie on the <laughs> sneak guard <laughs> That's your question. Yes. <laughs> no. I've, uh, I've done that, George Costanza. Yeah. I have never... Oh my it. gosh. That was the worst. So,
1: but you uh, you know, you don't have any loogie stories?
3: <laughs> off the top of my head. You have to like give me some time. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've, I do have a slightly funny story. Okay. So, my very, very first night ever as a police I'm uh, ready to go and I'm a little bit nervous and scared, but I'm ready to go get after. it. Uh, not out of cars, so one of the, the sergeants says, well, the other one's not going to be here tonight. You can just take his car. Just It's a sergeant's car, so don't clean up after yourself. And I was like, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yes, sir, yes, sir, yes, sir. Well, this is in the days when I uh, used uh, uh, smokeless tobacco, and I was working hmm. the overnight shift, and so I was probably dipping way too much because I was trying to stay awake, and I had like a 32-ounce, like a big gulp cup, that I was spitting in, and I ended up basically filling this entire cup all the way up, for the most part, over the course of my shift. Well, I'm going to go fill up the gas and, uh, you know, clean out any, uh, you know, trash or anything like that at the gas station right before my shift is over. Pull into the gas station, I got the gas pump going, I go inside, I get the cup, and I don't know what happened, but I just, if it's or if I bumped it against the steering (sighs) wheel, but I'm not a quart of hot Tobacco spit went everywhere, uh. everywhere, and so I've got all those like, crappy paper towels, the blue ones that they have, like at the window squeak station, I'm trying to scoop yeah. it all out. And I'm going inside, <laughs> getting all water twenty times over. And uh, the the shift ends, and we're supposed to be in uh, at, I think it was like six forty five. I think. Well, I end up. Getting done, and I'm at the station at like exactly at seven, and the sergeant's waiting there. He's like, "Hey, uh, what are you doing?" And I was like, "I just, uh, I just, I'm coming in, so I just want to make sure I clean out so those sergeant's car." He's like, "Yeah, uh, okay, you need to be here at six forty-five, and uh, you had a, you need to have a pretty good explanation for why you're making me late." And I like, "Well, I, uh, uh, no, I don't have a good explanation." I don't.
1: <laughs> you thought about it. <laughs>
3: So that's my only good spit story.
1: That's funny. Well, we're out of time, Rick.
3: So We're out of
1: time. Um, let's go ahead and wrap the show up. Um, thanks for listening. Uh, we're going to have uh, Jason Saibon to talk about his new book. We're going to have Michelle Lane on to talk about her her book. We're going to just maybe, you know, this is the second show in March, so we might not have another March, or another March until April, another show until April. Um, and if, you know, we might just hey, do it. Do what we want yeah okay. we do whatever we want we can do a short show if something funny comes up you know the dishwasher talk could have just been it's own show we wanted to if we do whatever we want um, so anyway uh, thank you everyone for listening uh, like us on Facebook go to the website all that fun stuff uh, let us know if you have any uh, guest ideas or topics you want us to cover bits you want us to do and we will do them
3: yes and if uh, anyone knows Eric Volkner from uh, <laughs> the Bosch Corporation kind <laughs> of
1: tell him yeah. thanks for us yeah All right, well, that is going to do it for this edition of the Symposium Podcast.
3: And remember, kind of scooted
1: our trays, kind of kept down with the line, and just left it on
3: there. Your shirt tail or something.
1: (laughs) So until next time, enjoy
0: yourself.